0: Blog Talk Radio. Heard. Tanky Tanky Clementa Pinckney. Tanky Tanky Ethel Lee Lance. Tanky Tanky DePayne Middleton Doctor. Tanky no. Tanky Sharonda Coleman Singleton. Tanky Tanky Daniel L. Simon Sr. Tanky Tanky Myra Thompson. Tanky Tanky Susie Jackson. Tanky Tanky Taiwanza Saunders. Tanky Tanky Denmark Vesey. Tanky Tanky Gullah Jack. Thank you, thank you to all our honor children. We're gonna stand in Charleston against racism, apartheid, annihilation, genocide. We're gonna stand for we. We're going stand for we community. We're gonna stand for love. Right upon these islands, as we close out this year, Black Music Month. Still, upon we show, gonna get you rhythm, radio, with a key uplifting the living legacy and the pain and sexual homage. So you got me a moment of silence for all of these here where we fought last week and for all of them children where we grind through jiggers Orphanage and a part of jiggers Orphanage Band way back on yona. We keep this moment of silence for honor this year, D. Ashe. Ashe. I show. Thank you, thank you to 100 chillin' for tuning in one more again to We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year, the Queen, quite ahead from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad the 100 the chillin' take the time out for tuning in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. We got plenty of things going on still here in the Gullah Geechee Nation since we last broadcast. We know, say, Senator comment of Hinkney Body, Gullah in State, at the State House. This is Wednesday evening, and we know it's going to have two more other service for him, and then going to be several service for the other eight people of the Charleston Nine who will be slaughtered in this terrorist attack against the Gullah Geechee Nation last week on Wednesday evening at Emmanuel E.M.E. Church, right here in Charleston, in the Gullah Geechee Nation. We thank all of we listeners and things like that. They were in the tuning last week, and what shared the program and things like that. And rather was all the hundred children who tune in every year. This your time while we celebrate Black Music Month. So, so make sure all of we chilling around the world. Yeti on stand. We're gonna crack me deep up the evening. We got change over like this year. This is Queen Quet, Chief Justice Head of State for the Gallaghty Nation, and I am definitely um, here tonight to pay homage once again to the Charleston Nine who were slain last week in Charleston, South Carolina, but also in the context of Black Music Month. I had already envisioned doing an episode about Charleston and Charleston's relationship to black music during this year's Celebration of Black Music Month. Interestingly enough, now I've had to do two broadcasts, one very solemn and then one tonight, that I pray also educates, entertains, and uplifts your spirits. And so many people who watch Gullah Geechee TV have seen me present on black music and in particular about our story of music here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And you've seen me present at different libraries in particular in South Carolina. And so here it is that during Black Music Month, and it being also the time that we celebrate Juneteenth, and there's come to be a Juneteenth celebration that's annual in Charleston, South Carolina, and that now for the last couple of years has been held at another historic site called the Jenkins Orphanage. I thought it not robbery, as we would say in the church, to take us back in time, not just to last week, But take us back in time, to a time that people started hearing the name Charleston. Not because now people hear it over and over in the news, synonymous with death and the killing of Gullah native black people, but because they heard of it because of this sound and this song. Now, without telling you the name, I gave you an open book test already. I think most of you tuned in, have heard this before, and you definitely know the name. Now, for some reason, you don't know the name and you don't understand how I gave you an open book test. I need you to go talk to your grandmama and them and let them hear that little piece just now, and I think they'll help you out with the answer. What many, many people do not know, unless they've watched me on this, or they're musicologists, they're ethnomusicologists, they're enthusiasts of Broadway shows, they're enthusiasts of black music, they may not under nor overstand the history behind this song that became popularized with a Broadway musical called Running Wild in 1923 because there were a number of people that started playing the song and it started getting used by what they called flappers, dancers back then. But this dance by 1923 had been around for at least 20 years here in the Gullah Geechee Nation because the dance that went with the song was something that people would even call a black bottom. They called the bottoms. They called a lot of things. And eventually it came to be known as the name of the song, the Charleston. And the origin of this dance, the song itself, and how this song started getting played, comes right on home here to the Sea Islands of Charleston, South Carolina, and later into the city. And people know that, quote, black communities have been doing it since the turn of the century and the 1900s. But it took that musical to take that music and spread it around the world. And it's considered ragtime jazz because of the four-four-time syncopated rhythms that are within the, the song, which no doubt ties back once again to that syncopated rhythm of our polyrhythmic hand clap called the sea islands clap that you hear with the shouting, that you've heard on various episodes here, that you've seen us on Gullah Geechee TV doing that, if you've come to any of our events and our activities, and especially when you in the church, you are the Yeti. This your sound, and that is one of the things that people find uplifting whenever they come. To the Gullah Geechee Nation is the syncopation, the syncopation of sound. But here the syncopation of sound has evolved and thrived because of the syncopation of spirit, the collective consciousness of Gullah Geechee people to keep rhythm alive, to keep the drum yet beating in their feet, in their hands, in their souls, and especially in their spirits. It is because of these dances and these songs that we kept our family united, that we were able to continue to dance, to continue to sing in spite of hardships, even like what we are going through even now as all of the Gullah Geechee Nation mourns and our international friends and family mourn the Charleston Nine. We cannot forget whose blood, their sweat, their tears was in the streets of Charleston even before last week and who had lost their parents even before last week. And so here it is that we have a place and a space that still stands as a historic institution the same way Emanuel AME stands as a historic institution where our songs, our spirituals, our native song and the official music of the Gullah Geechee Nation, as well as the official music of South Carolina, were sung. Yesterday at Emmanuel AME, as the doors reopened and church resumed, it has not skipped a beat. The syncopation of the hearts and the minds of the people was still alive and well in spite of someone thinking that they could stop that music, that they could stop that rhythm of us coming together, that they could stop every beat of our hearts. They could not because yet the heart, the energy, the spirit that pulsates from the Charleston Nine is alive in each and every one of us that still call their names. The same way we are still alive and thriving with that energy and that spirit that Reverend Daniel J. Jenkins had, when he, as a Baptist minister, founded an orphanage for children and Charleston, when the creator put it on my heart and mind two weeks ago that you will close this month with an episode dedicated to the dance to Charleston, at first the logical computer science mathematician mind kicked in and said, well, wait a minute, Black Music Month, does that mean that you now need to extrapolate how dance always connects to black music? And I pondered it for all of a couple seconds, not even a full 60 seconds. And I said, not a difficult thing to do, not after all this time, doing the Charleston, talking about the Charleston, learning about the Charleston in schools, and not being told that the Charleston was created by my people. In particular, my people, who Reverend Daniel J. Jenkins thought it fit to take care of in Charleston. The Jenkins Orphanage is now called the Jenkins Institute for Children. It was actually founded during the Reconstruction era in 1891. So as Emanuel AME was rebuilt after the fires, here Jenkins Orphanage was built. And Daniel J. Jenkins was a businessman. As he did business... On the peninsula, he encountered who people were calling street children that many of us who have now visited West Africa or watch a lot of the films, watch the Africa Channel, you see a lot of taping, a lot of enacting and reenacting the lives of children who are children of war who are children whose parents have been brutally murdered in terrorist attacks, similar to what has happened now in Charleston, where the parents are murdered, the children have to live on. Fortunately, here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, families take care of one of They go take care of the children. They go raise the children. And then one parent did it. Another parent did. left behind for take care of the children. And then you have usually the grandmothers, the grandfathers, the great-great-grandmothers, the great-great-grandfathers. But in many other places in the world, including the refugees that have to flee, they do not have their parents with them. And they've been kidnapped because of the trafficking of children today in a lot of countries. They don't have their parents there. And they end up in the streets as street children. And they have to do whatever they can to try to survive. So... In 1891, Reverend Daniel J. Jenkins met street children. Again, these were children of war. The U.S. Civil War had just come to an end 150 years ago as of this year would have been when it was winding down, coming to its end. So in 1891, you have a lot of children that have been orphaned by the war. You have a lot of children who have been orphaned because the parents didn't have health care and other things, not unlike today, that could not have been taken care of. And you have an entire battleground where bodies had fallen and been left in the streets. So you had all kinds of disease running rampant, too, that people didn't survive in, people didn't thrive in. You had fevers and all kinds of things that ran through this area numerous times over time that also Killed off many Gullah Geechee family over the years, so here it is that Reverend Daniel J. Jenkins, being a true minister, decided that he needed to minister to these children of African descent. These Gullah Geechee children, what did in the street and got nowhere for go, so took his funds and the original site where the Jenkins orphanage was built was right there on the Main Drag in Charleston. 660 King Street. Now, when he started off and got the place going, it was a certain amount, with a small amount of churn, so to speak. But the numbers of orphans rapidly started to pour in. And so after a while, he couldn't hold all the churn there. So within two years he had to move over to what was the old Marine Hospital at 20 Franklin Street. And so this place that was designed by Robert Mills ended up becoming the orphanage site. And it remained that site until 1937. And so now it is in North Charleston. Now, one of the things that ended up happening in order to fund this and also to give the children some form of education and recreation. Pastor Jenkins didn't rely just on books. He didn't rely on just making sure the children got clothed and fed or just getting them out to school. He then decided that it would be a good idea for these children to learn some music. So he took up donations for musical instruments for them. And so he couldn't teach them music, but he brought in P.M. Hatsy Logan and Francis Eugene McKell. They tutored the boys, because it was all boys at the orphanage at that time, in music. They then became the only Gullah Geechee black instrumental group instrumental group, meaning they definitely had horns and all this other stuff and drums and all to carry around because Gullah Geechees were instrumental people, made drums, built drums, did all of that, even from the motherland to here. But they became the first organized black instrumental group in South Carolina, not just in the Gullah Geechee Nation, but in the entire state of South Carolina. The band then, didn't have a chance, like I did, to be debuted or to present on major stages in Charleston at the Sotilli Theater or anything like this. Their debut was in the streets of Charleston. They got out there. The mayor, the police chief, even the Chamber of Commerce was supporting this orphanage. And so when the band came out, they as an organized group, you know, needed some type of costume to wear. Well, the Citadel, which, again, is critical when we're talking about after the war because the guns fired off from the Citadel to start up the Civil War. A big shoot would start a thing like that. So here it was that there were all uniforms the Citadel had. They was going to throw them out. Those discarded uniforms they don't use anymore were passed on to the orphanage. And that ended up being the outfit, and that's why you'll see the image for the night show. You'll see many images if you Google Jenkins Orphanage, Jenkins Orphanage Band, the Charleston and Jenkins Orphanage. You will see them out wearing these outfits that sometimes look too big, probably so, because they were the soldiers' uniforms discarded and the students of the Citadel's uniforms discarded that were passed on to the youth. They wore those and they toured not only throughout the U.S., but even in England, and were able to bring back money home to be able to thrive and survive and keep the orphanage alive, which is still there, as I say, and is now the site of different events that celebrate black music. There have been all different types of black music events held, at the Jenkins Orphanage, and people would sometimes wonder, well, why there? I've even seen promoters not put the address and say it was the Jenkins Orphanage, but put some other just address out there. And if people say, well, where is that? And then when people say, well, it's at Jenkins Orphanage, then everybody knows. But there's no shame in being able to tell the whole story. And the fact of the matter remains that this band is the reason that many people started hearing the Son of Charleston and got to see the dance, because the orphans knew how to do it. And they took it around on their tour. They even did parades with President Roosevelt and Taft of the United States. They were part of the St. Louis Expedition and the Anglo-American Expedition back in 1914. They went from coast to coast, ended up... Paris, Berlin, Rome, London, Vienna, places that I am still intending to go myself, they made it there. They took our sound. They took our song. They took our music. And they were purveyors of ragtime before people had this term for it. Now, there were at least five bands that were touring in the 1920s, and these churns been the one of them. Now, it wasn't until the 1980s, about 60 years after they got going, that the Jenkins Orphanage no longer had a band. So now, here it is that some of the folks whose names you might have heard were actually children that were part of Jenkins' Orphanage. William Cat Anderson, Jabal Smith, Tom Delaney, Freddie Green. Those are just some of the people who are alumni of the Jenkins Orphanist band who ended up becoming world-renowned jazz artists and musicians that went around the world. All of these artists and musicians heard the spirituals. All of them heard the polyrhythm. All of them were inspired by the same energy, the same power, the same thing that unites us even now in the Gullah Geechee Nation, and they took that power, that energy, that unity, and brought people together around the world with it, the same way people have been doing in vigils up and down the Gullah Geechee Nation's coast, and in particular on the Sea Islands and on the peninsula of Charleston, in the churches and in the streets. They have been singing the spirituals, many Just like many who did not know the origin of the song, the Charleston, the dance, the Charleston, the Jenkins Orphanage, or any of this, did not know the origins of the spirituals and that they emit from the souls, emitted from the souls of our ancestors while being enslaved on these sea islands of the Gullah Geechee Nation. But in this international decade of people of African descent, we cannot leave out our story. And how those spirituals were what became foundational elements of this creation of music, even in the midst of hardships like transatlantic slave trade, like chattel enslavement, like the period of reconstruction where things are being rebuilt around you and you have to recreate even family when you are an orphan, like the civil rights movement that people are trying to now reenact when we are in the midst of a human rights movement for Gullah Geechees here. That in the midst of all of this, when Denmark Vesey and Gullah Jack gathered people together in 1822 at the site of the Emmanuel AME Church, the same way. That in 2015, when Senator Clementa Pinckney, the pastor, gathered people together at the site of the Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina, in the Gullah Geechee Nation, these songs were sung. The same way when SCLC and Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. came throughout these sea islands and arrived on St. Helena Island, journeyed up to John's Island in Charleston, South Carolina, they heard the same spirituals, sound like do' now and more like and so these songs then got altered. They went from being the songs that kept the cadence in the field. They went from being the songs that caused us to pick in syncopation with one another, the cotton or to cut the rice or the pick the Indigo or the Rhode Island that went from that syncopation, the marched syncopation, similar to that of Cato, similar to that of the 33rd South Carolina Colored Troops, similar to that of the 1st South Carolina Colored African Volunteer Regiment, similar to that of a marching band like the Jenkins Orphanage that went into a syncopation of marching through the street, through the streets, from their seats. They went out from the praise houses and out from the churches, marched in the streets. That is why they marched for the hospital workers' strike in Charleston, South Carolina. What did they do? They sang those songs. When they left from here as freedom riders and went into the deep south and unloaded from the buses in Alabama and Mississippi and various other points. What did they do? They locked arms. They sang these songs. They marched in syncopation. They marched in syncopation. The full- 4 time that people are honored to discuss in musical discussions around the world within universities. They never sit and think about that faux faux time. Matching the heartbeat, matching the foot matching the hand claps of these people who had to fight for their freedom. they never think about how it matched the tears, how it matched the blood that hit the soil in these sea islands, and how as it hit, that beat went back up, and that beat went into the people, and the people sang. The people are feeling that rhythm, feeling that syncopated beat even now. And they sing, they march, they stand. But when the singing stops, I pray to God that they recognize and they realize the human rights violation against Kalakichis that has again silenced some songs. There are some voices we'll never hear singing with us again. There are some hands we'll never hear clapping with us again. There are some people that would have celebrated Black Music Month with me that I cannot call on them to raise the song or the hymn from their soul again. I hope they remember that as they sing, they are singing Because Cynthia Heard cannot be heard. They are singing because Clementa Pinckney cannot call for the pastor or the deacon next to him to raise the next song. They are singing. Because Daniel L. Simmons Sr. sang with his congregation over the years, tired to go sing with the angels. They are singing because Sister Mother Ethelie Lance, who was a long-standing worker at the church, would not be there to reel and rock and clap and sing alongside the other mother of the churchman, Susie Jackson, who has sang all these years for us. And here it is that those songs were to be passed down into the souls of folks like Myra Thompson and into DePayne Middleton, Doctor, and into Sharonda Coleman Singleton, so that they would be around to yet sing as the Wanda of Saunders grew and came out here on his own after graduating, and yet instead of being off somewhere else, sat up in the church, sat up there and learned them songs, sat up there in Charleston, South Carolina, the way that another man sat up there in Charleston, South Carolina, all that time before them, back in 1891. Reverend Daniel J. Jenkins sat up there in South Carolina, sat up there in Charleston, Sat up here in the Geechee Nation singing a song. No, he couldn't play an instrument, but he had the money with to get somebody who could to teach the children, learn the children, what the children must know. We must teach them. And that is why I will not allow our youth of today to sit back and think that all that we do in the midst of hardship is sing. We pray. We hold our faith. We use songs as a mold and a method and a mechanism of upliftment to keep you focused and to keep you built up as no to they to guine. But you reach back and you fetch the stories of the journey that have taken our people through in order for you to get through this. And that's what the singing should be about. Should be singing for singing's sake. And a bunch of people in the Gullah Geechee Nation hands need to be tied together in those circle because we up in one another. The drum has the sound. The drum has to beat. The syncopation has to be there. The march to freedom has to be there. The human rights march has not ended. That march is every day. It is a proactivity of individuals who take to clothing and feeding the family the same way that Pastor Rev. Jenkins did. We are to be living examples of him and. Pastor the senator, Clementa Pinckney, who fed and clothed his family in his own house, but also that of his congregations and also that of the community that people elected him to clothe and feed and to raise the quality of life for. So in the Gullah Geechee Nation, our mission, our focus is in syncopation with the freedom fighters, who continue to stand to not allow anyone distract the moment away from why we continue to hold on to the spirituals and the drum that has attempted to be silenced over and over from the 1700s to the 1800s. And now in 2015, I say, chillin', play on your drum. Now let nobody get on the freedom for a the heart. Fall on your drum. Pretty drum. Shout, children. But remember, the spiritual say, fight on just a little while longer. Fight on just a little while longer. Fight on just a little while longer. Fight against injustice. Get up and work. Tears don't feed nobody. All right? Tears don't feed nobody. Standing up here, just saying or less, this march to do marching for marching's sake, ain't going to help one of these children whose parents were now slain. We have to feed them. We have to clothe them. Once again, I thank Mayor Riley, who I've worked with a great deal and who are working together to build the International African American Museum, which is now needed as a living monument more than ever to tell our story. To teach the next generation what our story has been, including this now of the Charleston 9, including the Charleston, including the Jenkins Orphanage, its founding, its survival, its thriving. I thank him for coming forth with the city giving $5,000 that has now at least had people donate, it sounds like to the tune of at least a half a million dollars for the different reports that I've heard from the Carolina Panthers owners and the Boeings and everybody else with the deep pockets giving 100000 each, paying for the funeral services. But you can never buy back the loss that we have as Gullah Geechee Nation people. You can never pay us to forget how many times we've had to survive in the face of attacks, murders, terrorism, war leaving us with street children, leaving us with orphan children, leaving us wondering, do we have the voice to sing? And those who listened to me a few days back, you hear my voice is a little bit stronger. And it seems that every time God has it, that I begin to speak on this issue of freedom and human rights, God makes my voice just a little bit stronger. I pray that your dance be a boot dance. Your dance be one of freedom. Your voice be strengthened, even as we have this time of mourning. And when we mourn for the Charleston Nine, let us not forget the orphans. Let us not forget their children that yet live. Let us not forget the parents that are living, and children were murdered. But let us be doers, Christian people out here. Let us be doers of the Word, and let us contribute. And one of the easy ways today is to go online, go to Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, and click on that Donate button right on their website for the church. Give to the Mother Emmanuel Hope Fund. We have posted on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook page on, fan, on on Facebook many times. Our fan page. We posted where you can directly send money. We even posted today. We can mail checks for those who don't go online and put your credit card out there. Don't have PayPal. Please don't say you have nothing to give. If it's a dollar, it can help somebody else right now. We didn't hear. I ain't got nothing to give from Pastor Jenkins. I didn't hear I ain't got nothing to give from Pastor Pinckney. They gave their lives for somebody else to have a higher quality of life. And so in the midst of all of this, may the blood spilling not be in vain. May its pulsation hitting the floor not have been in vain. May it join now with the blood, the sweat that was on the streets from them street shards back in 1891. They end up being a world-renowned band, vain. Let us be workers. Let us be doers of the word of God. But let us also be soldiers in the army of the Lord. Let us stand up, fight on a while longer for the human rights and recognition of people of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Notice the worldwide media is just calling them black people or African Americans, lumping it all into one thing. We be Gullah Geechee anointed people. Keep that in mind. Why did this happen here in the Gullah Geechee Nation? Stand for human rights at all times. And I believe we would have honored those who've crossed over and who gave their life to serve humanity because that's what God calls us all to do. And so definitely, if you want to email me, please send email to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, gogeeko at com. You can also find the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition at N E T G U L L A H G E E C H E E G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E.net. And I definitely want to thank all of our listeners around the world, not only for sending in your condolences, but for tuning into the show, even when something like this is not going on, that you have had the faith, you have been the supporters around the world that have tuned in, that have shared this show, blogged about this show, embedded this show elsewhere, shared it in your social media. We appreciate and respect you and pray that you'll continue to do that. And we pray that next June that our Black Music Month celebration can get back to just that of enjoying music, just that of enjoying ethnomusicology to an extent and to telling our story about it. And you know that journey is going to continue. And you know Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, Gwaii, stay on the air, because when the supporting the work of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that sponsors the broadcast all the time. We still encourage you to become members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. That is the premier organization fighting for the human rights of our people and advocating for the rights of Gullah Geechee worldwide. And I've gotten... Word from many of our Galagichis in Nigeria, Sierra Leone, Barbados, Jamaica, and Maroon family in Jamaica, all of them have sent greetings. Thank you, thank you. One love, strength to drink. And all of we, God ja bless. We stand together. We sing together. We shout together. but well, We do them with drum playing, with freedom, and free. We've had souls give their lives for it. And so... I definitely know that there are many who will be with me on my continued journey with the Gullah Geechee World Tour that I've been on. Please go to com if you are interested in, again, having myself andor the Gullah Connection, who has done much of the work in terms of presenting, as I say, the Charleston and the history of it, and much of the history of our spirituals in numerous places around the world. If you're interested in us coming to where you are, no matter where it is in the world, and you want to sponsor part of this Gullagichi Gold Souls Living Legacy Journey that we are still on for the next year, please go to queenquette.com or again, email G U L L G E E. C-O at com, And it is a powerful thing to think about commemorating, celebrating Juneteenth, to think forward to a point where we are about to discuss the end of the U.S. Civil War and the beginning of a period of Reconstruction that was a failed period of time, and to be here 150 years later dealing with the same kinds of attacks, that happened in the same place and space and caused the same heart-wrenching pain in the same time, place, and space 150 years ago in Charleston, South Carolina. But how our songs, our spirituals, have survived. How the songs that people think of as frolic and frivolous, you know, frivolousness, like ragtime, have survived, have thrived but how people are using that music this coming week and various things, plays and other things that are being done as fundraisers for the Charleston Nine and for the Mother Emmanuel Hope Fund. So we are not as people without hope. We have it. We stand in it. We stand firm for it. And we stand for our people. We be Gullah Geechee, anointed people. And so right now, I'm going to open the phone lines a little bit earlier than I normally open them, and I'm glad that I have a few listeners that are live here tonight. I know many of you let me know you weren't on last time when I came on because I was on a different day of the week than I normally am, but that you listen to the show in the archive, and that is greatly appreciated as well. You can always subscribe to the show for free at our blogtalkradio.com slash Gullah Geechee website and at iTunes. All of our previous episodes are available on iTunes from all the years we've been on the air. So please go back, subscribe, download past broadcasts, share them with family and friends. And you know, kind of into July and things like that. we got plenty for Crack We Tea Boat since that one V anniversary. You know, and things like that. Kind up of in the Goethe Nation. But this month, we actually are kind of wrapping up, and I know people say, why is this the last episode you're doing for Black Music Month? you still got a Monday to go, and that is because I am going up the coastline in the Gullah Geechee Nation, and I am not sure that we will be on the air next Monday. So I wanted to make sure that we had this broadcast specifically for this month in this month. So, for those who have joined me, I see there's an 863 and there's a 240. I'm about to be coming to y'all in a moment. We're going to open up this phone line to anyone who has a comment or question. 347 324 3903. 347 324 3903. 863. I'm coming to Hunter. How Hunter B? 863. Good evening, 863. Hello? Good evening. How are you
1: doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, didn't, I I was just listening. I didn't really have anything to say. But, um... Oh. That's all right.
0: That's fine. Where are you calling from?
1: I'm calling from Lakeland, Florida.
0: Lakeland, Florida. All right. We yeah. got some folks that migrated down there. So I'm so glad yeah. to know that folks down there know about gonna get you rid of radio. I sure appreciate you tuning in tonight.
1: Yeah. Um... I appreciate tuning in. Also, um, I just found out recently, which I haven't really told anybody, but I found out recently that there's a good chance that um, the young man, To, to Sanders, yeah, could be my co- could be my cousin, and like really? um, his his mother, I think is like my mom's sister or auntie or something like that.
0: Wow, well my and, um, but I don't is
1: know I don't know if that's true that you think
0: and so. I, you're trying to find out the connection right now,
1: yes, yeah, but my sister told me that because my mom always told me that um she don't like know my side of the family up there, Because okay, she just I told understand. me like a month ago, and I think I' hit you up on Facebook and it let you know, like my mom told me that um, I was geechy like a couple right. of, like a month ago or so. And yeah, this is the same person that's talking to you now. So
0: well, there's a whole bunch of people hit me up like that every day. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you just one of many.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, All they right. hit me up with that same kind of message that they're just finding out that they're Gullah Geechee or that they could potentially be Gullah Geechee, but that they've been kind of separated from the family that's up this yeah. way, especially in Carolinas, and are looking for those roots. So you, amongst others, have hit me up over the past month with that. Trust me.
1: Oh, that's good. You um, know, that's something good. that's yeah, really been heavy on my mind too. Also, is connecting with my family. Um, yes. In that area, also.
0: Well, I'm gonna tell you this, my brother, and now I want to take this other person on the line too. Is that we do have the annual Gullah Geechee reunion as part of our Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival. This Mm -hmm. year, it's going to be a little closer to you because you're in Lakeland, Florida. We're going to be at Geechee Kunda, which is in a place called Riceboro, Georgia, which is about Mm -hmm. an hour and a half from the Florida border. And so if Mm -hmm. you can make it there, it's the first Saturday in August, and you can definitely find out more information on our Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, which you may have seen already, and you can Mm -hmm. go to Gullah Geechee. And Geechee is G-E-E-C-H-E-E, no I in Geechee, that's a misspelling, Gullah Mm -hmm. Geechee, dot I-N-F-O. And so hopefully you, your mama, and all the rest of the kinfolk are going to come and join us at the Gullah Geechee reunion, and then we can see and connect you up, because every year that we have it, we end up actually reuniting some of the family together with their blood family. And so definitely, yeah. I'm glad that you've made the connection through social media, and that all our posting and us being online is not in vain. So I truly appreciate you listening tonight, and I hope this won't be the last time that we connect up. All
2: right, I appreciate that.
0: No problem. Peace and blessings to you, and hear your mama for me, okay?
2: All right. Well,
1: thank you.
0: All right. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Mm-hmm. Two four zero. Oh, I'm knocking at your door. Two four oh knocking at your door. How I wanted to do this evening.
2: Oh, I'm standing at your door, Queen Quet, with a big hug and love, and I have a such, I have a big shout of love for you. Two little girls, about to do it. Hi, Queen, I Hi, Queen Quet. Peace. I don't know
0: if you <laughs> can hear some blessings, y'all, kind of fall with, but I at you. How I wanted to do this Hi, evening. Queen Quet. Oh,
2: there go. That was my cool. adoptive <laughs> was my adopted granddaughter. And I just wanted to call you. I'm one of those people who reached out to you, too, because I've done my genealogy. And um, I know that my folks are from James Island, Charleston, South Carolina. I am looking forward to standing on the land. Well,
0: i tell you what, the same thing I just told a young man. I hope that you are going to come and bring your granddaughter to the Gullah Geechee Reunion this year in mm-hmm. Riceboro, but we are also back in Charleston right before that. We are actually going to be on James Island because this year we are going to be launching Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week in a community, which is its own island really, called Solid Greek, which is at the very end point of a James Island. And so you'll be seeing us posting about that soon with all that's going on right now. We're still in mourning and still trying to get folks to heal. So as July begins, you'll see us posting more about that. But that will happen the final Saturday in July. And then Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week, yeah, goes all the way around to August the 1st to the big Gullah Geechee Reunion. And then next year we're back in Charleston with the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival as a whole and with the Gullah Geechee mm-hmm. Reunion. So I pray to see you in person along my Absolutely. little girl who's sending me my hugs and love right there. <laughs> uh you know Absolutely. i like the real hugs so this this you know, I know. technological hug right now this electronic <laughs> hug feels good I know. but the real ones feel better and so definitely that's what's
2: about mm-hmm. i can i have a quick question for you i know you have to sure. go. and and my question for you queen quet is i am the person in the family i was doing research about the Gulagichi people without even understanding that it was in my blood yes. so i'm the one in my family who's excited. And Wonder. I wanted to ask you a question, though, because mm-hmm. when I talked to my other relatives for themselves, mm-hmm. and I said, mm-hmm. hey, did you know we were Geechee? We were Go to and they were just, I'm not Geechee. And Queen Clark, uh-huh. I wanted to bring that to you because yes. I don't understand how right. how they can't feel the proudness. I feel so even in this pain that everybody is moving through. But this pride finally put my finger somewhere to know that on my family chart, it says clearly that my people are from James Allen Charleston, Charleston, South Carolina, and I never knew that. And it brought me such peace and such happiness. But to tell you the truth, I'm alone in that peace and happiness. In that peace and
0: happiness right now. Let me tell you this as, as some solace. Your story is not a new one. I hear this story a lot. I've witnessed this story at family reunions where I have had one family member feel that it was so valuable to educate the rest of the family that they would bring to the table at the reunion planning my information and tell the family, Queen Queer herself is willing to come to this reunion at a discounted rate We'll bring her into the reunion. And they come up with every story why they can't pay for it. And the one family member would write the check themselves to ensure that I was the banquet speaker. I have arrived there. People have looked at me like, who is that and why is she here? And when they see the Gullah Geechee Nation flag in the books at first, I've had some of them make the longest beeline around the table to get away from it as they possibly could, especially the older members of the family. And then after I speak and educate them and make them aware, I know what's wrong. They have been taught that to be Geechee means you're backward and ignorant to be gulla means that you don't know how to speak. When when Hunter to crack your teeth like a they should have another language and things like that. So if Hunter could do 'em you're bilingual. And so if you are able to speak more than one language you're bilingual. But instead of being taught that you were taught that you are backward and ignorant. So no one wants to say I'm part of a backward ignorant people. So oh. they have been indoctrinated to believe that's what it means. So they don't actually know that Gullah itself, the word means people blessed by God. They don't realize the word Gullah derives from Angola as well from the Gola, G-O-L-A people. That it also Geechee derives from geezi G-I-D-Z-I, people. So your family is not unique. But what I'll tell you is, at the end of every one of them family reunions, the same people who try to walk around me and make a beeline, at least ninety mm-hmm. percent of them come to me and apologize or come to me and purchase something and say, Oh my god, I never knew and now that I know better I say, Right, well when I know better, i supposed to do better And so I thank mm-hmm. you for knowing better. Teach your granddaughter better and make sure that you continue to hold up the pride. The rest of them will catch up to you later. So definitely please hit me up again on Facebook. i uh-huh. uh-huh. we're out of time here tonight. But Would you, you and I could talk all night. Meet me at the reunion, yeah. and we'll talk underneath the oak tree. All right? Oh, <laughs> so, yes. I love you. Yes. Thank you. Much love to you, sister. Peace and blessings. Peace. And so here it is. The journey continues. Educating, uplifting, fighting for who we be down here. Hunter chillin', know who this yah be. This year the Queen Quit, head pun the body of the Gullah Geechee nation. I'm so glad Hunter chillin', take the time out for training once again. The Gullah Geechee rhythm, radio station. Thank you, tank you, chillin'. Don't let 'em take your drum. Fight on a little while longer. <laughs>